This is Water Daily for October 31st, 2022. This week we explore Luke 6, 20-31, in which Jesus taught his disciples to expect both blessings and woes. Today's reflection is Trick or Treat. Next week we come to the Sunday after All Saints Day, on which many congregations use the All Saints readings. Most years, the gospel is the Beatitudes, Jesus' Blessed Are You teachings. Though I would rather skip this passage, America's midterm elections are a week away. In these trying and troublesome times, it wouldn't hurt to review the standard of behaviors and attitudes to which Christ followers are called. We will be needing all the humility and generosity we can muster, no matter who prevails in the ballot box. The Beatitudes begin Jesus' first training session with his newly chosen disciples. In Matthew's Gospel, it is called the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus was said to have been standing on a slight hill, and maybe Matthew wanted to evoke Moses bringing the commandments down Mount Sinai. Luke, whose version we read this year, sets this occasion on a plain, on level ground consistent with his emphasis on the equalizing, leveling properties of the realm of God. And this great leveling, it appears, is outside of human time. For each condition that Jesus mentions, a future reversal is promised. And similarly, a corresponding woe is given, with the sad news that if you're receiving goodies now, you'll have none later. Trick or treat anyone. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. End quote. As one who is rich, too well-fed, and fond of laughing, this does not strike me as good news. That's why I avoid this passage. It's hard to find grace in it. As I wrestle with what feels like a rigid either-or setup, I need to remember that no one passage of the Bible contains the whole revelation of God's goodness. I am comforted that Jesus himself was sometimes hungry, sometimes fed, sometimes mourning, and sometimes rejoicing, and he was always blessed. And I remember that when we step into the realm of God, we are in some senses outside of time. The now has an eternal dimension. As we share our wealth, our food, and our cheer with those who lack them, we find ourselves growing a community in which all have enough. That is what Jesus was pointing to. One day, we will know that in full. Now, we can participate in bringing it into being in this realm by the power of God's Spirit at work in us.